Welcome to the awesome pod mix. You are listening to Abby. The idea behind this podcast was to talk about how certain movies and TV shows made me feel when I watched them for the very first time. A reputed filmmaker once said, when a piece of art invokes a similar feeling amidst a large audience, it's the triumph of the filmmaker. That's the magic of cinema. I love the magic of cinema. Today, I'll be talking about the fourth episode of Marvel Studios, Ms. Marvel, where the Marvel creates movies or TV shows. They are all cinematic. This episode's title is Seeing Red, written by Sabir Peerzada, AC Bradley, and Matthew Chauncey, and directed by Sharmeen Obeid Chinoy. We see the previously on text written in Urdu. Over the Marvel Studios title sequence, we hear the song Summer Nights by Raginder and Wise Child. The episode begins with bird's eye view of Karachi's shimmery cityscape at night. The camera tracks back to show that it's a view from inside the plane. As the camera travels further back, we see Kamala holding her plushie and hiding her face with the physical copy of the world map, I presume. The captain speaks over the PA system in Urdu addressing the passengers, which is Musafir in Urdu. How did Kamala convince her mother to travel to Karachi? Kamala's mother is still upset with her for ruining Amir's wedding. She calls for a temporary truce because they're visiting family in Karachi. Kamala checks her phone, but she hasn't received any response from Nakia yet. It's so typical of people to get up even before the plane has opened its gates. When Kamala and her mother step out of the airport, they're greeted by Kamala's cousins and then her nani Sana. Did the cousins come all the way to the airport just to greet her and then go their separate ways? Sana's observation about Muniba's skin makes her uncomfortable. They reach their mini-mansion-like home. Kamala meets her dog, Magnum. I'm sure he's named after the show Magnum P.I. These MCU furries need to team up and have a spin-off of their own, starting with Goose the Flurkin, Loki Gator or Alligator Loki, Morris from Shang-Chi and The Legend of Ten Rings, Lucky the Pizza Dog, Gus from Moon Knight, and Magnum. Kamala is sliding her way into her nani's house like Tom Cruise from Risky Business. Kamala's nani's room is filled with artwork. Now you know where she gets her fantastic doodling talent from, her nani. I love Kamala's nani. She is so cool and chill. Kamala's nani shows her younger pictures of her with her father. Kamala asks if that's Hassan Nana her great-grandfather. Kamala's nani even shows her painted portrait of her mother, Aisha. Kamala asks why did nani send her the bangle and if she's a jinn. Nani is too casual and says, Of course, I don't see what the fuss is all about. It's just genetics. The important thing to focus here is the last time the bangle was used, it saved Kamala's nani's life with the trail of stars. Kamala's nani wanted Kamala to be by her side to figure out what the visions were trying to tell them. The remarkable piece of wisdom she shares is, you start to find beauty in the pieces. Because broken is beautiful. I have tears as I reminisce this scene. When the cousins come over and wake Kamala up, it's annoying AF. I mean, let her rest. Even her mom forces her to step out. The song Pasuri by Ali Sethi and Shay Gill plays as the scene transitions to the boat club. In a recent Instagram live, Shah Rukh Khan revealed that this Pasuri song is his current favourite. Now I will have to give it a listen. I think Instagram is flooded with the song Reels. Rings quite a bell. 
It's so ridiculous that everyone makes Kamala feel terrible about sporting jeans. You travelled with her to the boat club, didn't you? You could have asked her to change beforehand. Kamala tries Pani Puri for the first time and she's upset because nobody told her it was death. Pani Puri is not death, Kamala. Pani Puri is the way of life. I have an interesting anecdote on Pani Puri which I can share on Patreon later. I don't know if they went to Karachi to shoot the establishing shots because the other exterior shots are shot in Thailand. My mind was blown when I saw the making of Moon Knight. They built all their sets of Egypt in Budapest, Hungary. It's quite a feat. How can Kamala's cousins abandon her in the middle of the market? If I were Kamala, I would die of a panic attack. Thanks to GPS phone and a local sim, I can survive in a foreign country else. Full panic mode. It's creepy when someone clicks your picture without your consent. Why would you do that? Just for money? Kamala somehow manages to reach the train station. She puts on her mask to surveil the area under renovation. Kamala spots an Ant-Man mural with Urdu text on it. It reads, Cheeti kitara takatwar. Translation, as powerful as an ant. Kamala encounters red dagger Kareem when he throws a dagger at the mural. He found her because he sensed her noor. He inquires, do all masked Americans have superpowers? Kamala reverts, how do you know I'm not Canadian? It's a meta joke because Iman Walani is Canadian. Kamala catches one of Kareem's daggers, but when she throws it back, she realizes she has terrible aim. Kamala asks if Kareem learned to jump like that from Ninja Turtles. His revert is, did you from Donkey Kong? This dude knows about the clandestines, the bangle, and Aisha. When the local authorities spot Kamala and Kareem in the restricted area, Kareem says, come with me if you want to live. Of course, a line from Terminator, which he always wanted to say. Kareem takes Kamala to a Chinese restaurant, ABC, which is a cover for the Red Dagger's hideout. The song Disco Diwane by Nazia Hassan plays in the background. Kareem introduces Kamala to Walid, played by Farhan Akhtar. Farhan is a writer, director and actor from the Indian film industry. So, Aisha's story is that of a legend. Not all clandestines are jinns. Aisha and the clandestines are from another realm, which is around our realm, but unseen, protected by a veil of Noor. If the clandestines use the bangle to tear down the Veil of Noor, they'll unleash their world onto ours until there's left nothing of it. So either one or both the realms will be destroyed. The realm of Noor sounds like the opposite of Dark Dimension. Finally, we learn what's inscribed on the bangle. Apparently, it's a new message and they've not seen it before. It reads, What you seek is seeking you, which is one of Rumi's quotes. At the DODC Supermax prison, the clandestines are being processed. It's the same place we've seen in the daylight in the promos of She-Hulk and where Abomination is imprisoned. Remember Wong opens a portal in Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings and sends Abomination packing? It's the same place. For the clandestines, escaping from the DODC Supermax prison is a piece of cake. Or as Ryan George from Screen Rant Pitch Meeting would say, super easy, barely an inconvenience. The surprising bit is that Najma leaves Kamran because she feels her son betrayed her. I was hurt because I felt abandoned for Kamran's character. 
Kamala's Nani's painful account of how the borders are just a construct of the establishment is moving. She has performed the scene so beautifully. When Kamala hangs out with Kareem at the bonfire, his friends address him as Kimo. Kamala thinks it's Kima, which means minced meat. They have biryani in a bag. Kareem's friend sings a version of Didi by Khalid. Firstly, never have biryani in a bag. Have biryani in an earthen pot. It tastes delicious. At Nani's home, while Muniba is on a cleaning spree, the song Long Gavacha by Musrat Nazir plays in the background. The mother-daughter scene starts off with a peace offering. Muniba massages her mother's feet because they hurt. She even asks her to consider coming to America. This leads to an argument revealing the real reason behind Muniba leaving Pakistan. Then the two women put in conscious effort to resolve their differences. The toffee scene is just too sweet. But you need to be strong to chew it. Strong teeth for the toffee and a strong forgiving heart for the scene. The following day, Walid explains how Kamala's spars are working. He also gifts her a piece of clothing that probably belonged to Aisha. Najma and the other clandestines attack Red Dagger's hideout. How did they manage to travel halfway across the world and find them? Yes, I know the answer is they sensed her noor. Kamala and Kareem try to escape. Walid fights them off initially. Kamala, Kareem and Walid escape in an auto rickshaw. The clandestines follow suit, stealing an auto rickshaw and a truck. A cat and mouse chase begins on the streets of Karachi. Walid gets separated from Kamala and Kareem as he leads the clandestines away. Kamala gets on a truck as Salim chases her and Kareem. Kareem gets surrounded by the clandestines and Kamala ramps the truck into Salim. Walid kills Salim. Najma stabs Walid. Kamala and Kareem sneak inside a place where fabric is manufactured. Kareem and Kamala try to fight off the clandestines. Kareem kills Adam. This infuriates Najma and she stabs Kamala's bangle. We see a rift in reality opening up and Kamala falls in. It appears to be a memory of the night of the partition. If she's revisiting the memory like Iron Man's barf technology, then it's logical and plausible because the people around her don't seem to see her. She's unseen. She's the jinn. Barf is binarily augmented retro framing from Civil War. In case she's travelled back in time to the night of the partition, when the last train was about to leave, is she going to be the one who actually saves her Nani? Nani did show Kamala a picture of her as a toddler with her father. It could come in handy in recognising them. It would be absolutely ridiculous if that happens, but I would love every single bit of it. Because I'm invested in it emotionally. I wanted more of Walid to reveal stuff about the bangle and Aisha. I wanted to know Aisha's story and see how it augments and complements Kamala's superhero origin story. I'm gonna have to wait a week to see that. My superhero origin story is still being written. So in the meantime, you can listen to the awesome pod mix and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music and Google Podcasts. If you like what I'm doing, I'll soon be launching the awesome pod mix page on Patreon and you can support me there. Thanks for listening.